Welcome to the Worldview Future for this February the 25th. I'm Gil Halstead, and my guests today are Tanya Carney and Kate Schachter. Tanya is with the Open Doors for Refugees organization, which is one of the things we're going to be talking about during this interview tonight. And Kate Schachter is from Returned Peace Corps Volunteers. Mm-hmm. And we've got a number of things we want to talk about tonight. So, but, but let's start with the fundraiser that's coming up next weekend, right? We're speaking on Sunday. Today is the 25th. Yes, <laughs> I do remember. So welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for the invite. So, Tanya, tell us a little bit about Open Doors for Refugees first. I mean, we have had representatives of your group on this show before, but I think our listeners would appreciate just a a little primer on what your organization is doing. Sure. So, yeah, I I guess the base level, what we do is we support refugee resettlement in Madison. There is a federal refugee resettlement agency, Jewish Social Services, but we work outside of that federal model to support other aspects um, of resettlement. We've been around since 2016. And we're an all-volunteer organization, with the exception of our executive director. Her name is Cecilia Gilhouse. She actually, we just hired her at the beginning of this year. That's our first ever full-time employee, which is huge for us. And you're bringing refugees from all over the world to Madison. Right? Yes, yes. We aren't necessarily involved in the process of bringing people. No, no. But yeah, but when once you're here, you're you're helping them. Correct. So, what's the the number of refugees that you you're actually helping to host right now? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. I'm okay. not sure if I have the exact number. Well, we don't need the exact but there's, number. But there's no, there's no shortage. And there's also, beyond just refugees, there's asylum seekers and all you oh, know, people really? with different okay. designations that we also are seeing arrive and trying to find a way to also support. But I believe last year it was about 45 families that we supported. Don't quote me on that, but it, it was a good number. And so... The fundraiser that is coming up uh, next weekend, mm-hmm. give us a little bit of information about that and where is the money going to be going that's being raised. So first, what's the sort of layout of, of this run, which is called Freeze for Food, but I'm wondering how much freezing is going to be going well, right? on <laughs> weather that we have. Yeah, and I don't know if Kate would maybe be better to okay. to speak towards exactly the event and the layout, but sure. Yeah, uh, the, the Freeze for Food has been around for since 82 and wow, it was okay. one of the one of the first f- fundraisers that we had right after the calendar. More than thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, we've been doing freeze for food, uh, different hosts or different donees over the years, starting with places like Oxfam. And the longest ser- uh, okay. the longest group was the um, uh, Columbia Support Network here in Madison, and of course, they were doing work with the community and in the a peace community in Colombia. Right. I remember yeah. that. Right. But when Open Doors started in... Uh, 2016. Right. I'm remembering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in when they started in 2017, we decided to switch our donee model to them for, because of the need and the fact that they were all volunteer. Of course, so was Columbia Support Network, but we, we, did, we did switch to... You expanded to, it. Yeah. 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 So it's a 5K and 10K run or walk, and it will be from the 5K starts at noon on Saturday, March 2nd, and the 10K starts at 1 o'clock. You do have to register in advance. It's best to register before you get to the to the park. We, we do take some race day registrations, but those can pretty much be, usually there's people lined up and they 
they might miss the opportunity to run because they're not quite ready. And so where is the run? Where the, the 5K and the 10K, is this around the isthmus, around the lakes? It's around Lake Wingra. So, around Lake Wingra. Okay. Right. So the 5K goes up behind Edgewood College. They both start and end at the ice, ice skating rink. So the, the 5K goes up behind Edgewood and down most of the way down Monroe Street to the three-way intersection and then loops back um, back to the, uh, to the rink. The 10K goes completely around Lake Wingra. Conveniently, a 10K run, <laughs> almost exactly. So this is going through the Arboretum, Yes. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful run. People are out there all the time running, as you may or may not know. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so how do people sign up to register? You want people to register before. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you can go to our website, rpcvmadison.org. There's a, a click-through link right on the homepage to get to our our page, or you can go directly to the runsignup.com page. And either way, our our page will take you there, whatever is easier for you to remember. Runsignup.com or, or rpcvmadison.org. rpcvmadison.org. Right. Okay. And then you can find all the information there. Yeah. Well, let, let's take a moment now to talk about our RPCV, okay? Tell us about RPCV. This is the Return Peace Corps volunteers of just Madison or Dane County, or is it all Wisconsin? It's well, there is a, a group in M- Milwaukee as well. So uh, some years ago, they said, you know, let's keep that in mind. <laughs> so we we pretty much cover the South Central and Southwestern Wisconsin. A few people from the northern part of the state and uh, Green Bay area have joined in, but but typically it's more localized than that. And the number of returned Peace Corps volunteers, the number of Peace Corps volunteers totally from Wisconsin ranks up there pretty high, doesn't it, in terms of the the country, people who, I assume many of them who came to UW-Madison and were recruited out of UW-Madison, but Mm -hmm. not just those, right? Right, Right. correct. Um, There's probably six, uh, around 7,000, I think, uh, almost 7,000 people who have joined over the last... All right, so 1961 for, for when the beginning Peace Corps of the started. Corps, yes. From the beginning, <laughs> about that many people have have joined Peace Corps. There are about 240,000 Peace Corps returned volunteers worldwide. Worldwide, right? right. <laughs> and a lot of them from Wisconsin. Right. So let's. I'm curious. I know that Kate, you were a volunteer. Where were you a volunteer? I was in Ghana from 04 to 07. And also in the Republic of Georgia from 2016 to 17. And Tanya was also in Peace Corps. Right. That's what I was, I'm guessing <laughs> that there's this connection between Open Doors for <laughs> Refugees and Peace Corps, which is a really interesting one, it seems to me, in terms of both of you. But for, first, tell me, where, where, where were you volunteering, sure. uh, Tanya? Yeah, I was in Burkina Faso, West Africa, from 20, oh, geez, 2013 to 2015. <laughs> it's a long time ago. <laughs> Doesn't feel like that long ago, but I guess it was. <laughs> And we'll get to a little bit later some events coming up that focus on returned Peace Corps volunteers and their experiences mm-hmm. and how it's impacted their lives. But I'm curious about this overlap between 
Open Doors for Refugees and Return Peace Corps Volunteers. You told me like when it started in terms of the Priest for Food fundraiser, that this 5K that raises money now specifically for ODFR, or is it for both organizations? Oh, just just for one, one organization, for, for, o- open, for doors. open Doors. Okay. Right. And you mentioned when that happened, but what is the overlap there between mm-hmm. Return Peace Corps Volunteers and folks here in Dan County, Madison area who want to be involved in helping refugees who are coming here? Either of you can. Well, I, I can say one thing, uh, which is that there are over 2,000 Return Peace Corps volunteers in the greater Dane County area, and okay. that's what Peace Corps tells us. We don't see all those people in right, the group. Right. Um, we have maybe 150 people, uh, almost, who have been registered and active and so on. So there are a lot of volunteers, and there's a, a lot of uh, working towards volunteering and service that's part of our DNA, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think a lot of people who serve in the Peace Corps are of a certain mindset mm-hmm. that sort of lends itself to the work of Open Doors. But, I mean, let's explore that a little bit more. We've got time. So, <laughs> so people who have volunteered to serve in the Peace Corps, to go overseas and be part of promoting development and good things going on in the countries and, and, and that they're going to volunteer in. And that has an impact on the way they view the world once they come back. And the shift to helping people who are ending up coming here as refugees, some of them potentially from countries that volunteers have actually worked in. Mm-hmm where their, your goal when you were there was to try to help people, I guess, live there in those countries. And now they're coming here. And I'm trying to figure out, I'd like to hear from you, why once you've returned as a volunteer, then you have the opportunity to help people coming from countries, perhaps ones that you actually volunteered in, to, to come here and live lives here. Mm-hmm. How does that work? <laughs> I didn't prompt them on these questions. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can state part of it is I was so I was welcomed with such open arms. The village I lived in, I sneezed and there were people at my door. Are you OK? Right. There was so much. Anything I needed was there for me. And I know that that's not the case for a lot of people who come to the U.S. For example, I didn't I spoke a version of French, right? I got better at it over time. <laughs> Didn't speak the local language, though. And a lot of individuals who likewise come to the U.S. don't necessarily speak English. Um, but I don't know if people are are as receptive and supportive of people who maybe don't fit in straight away. And so I think that was part of what drew me to it, um, as well as my line of work that I went into. I was working with refugees overseas in camp-like settings, oh, knowing okay. full well that there were refugees here in Madison and wanting to do more to support local individuals who were in need of some support. So where were you working when you were working with this refugee organization? So it was called uh, Bluemont. They used to have their headquarters here in Madison, actually, and it's an international re- relief and development organization. Uh, they Bluemont? Have, yes. They've since moved their headquarters to D.C., okay. where I guess maybe makes a little more sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the organization. And so this is an organization that was helping refugees move from the countries they were playing here or... We were implementing programs in camps. In camps, yeah. where people were in process of right. leaving and trying to get somewhere. In transit, yeah. Right. Fascinating. Okay. So I am going to shift a little bit. Let me just remind listeners that we're about halfway through the half hour that I'm talking with Kate Schachter from Return Peace Corps Volunteers and Tanya Carney from Open Doors for Refugees. 
There are a number of activities. Uh, one of the main focuses in terms of fundraising that we're focused on is the, the event coming up next weekend that is a, a 5K and 10K run to raise money for Open Doors for Refugees. And I'm going to get in a minute to where that money's going. What is it that you're raising money to do? But let's take a break for a second and, and talk about continue to talk about Return Peace Corps volunteers because there are some other events coming up over this week that we are at the head of here. First, just uh, the day after tomorrow is Tuesday the 27th at the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, where there is a Peace Corps campus recruiter, Hannah Bennett, and other return volunteers at the roundtables. That begins at 1 o'clock, day after tomorrow. Am I right, Kate? You are right, according to your notes and mine. (laughs) Okay, good. And what's going to happen at at this event, this particular one? There's going to be a speaker from 3.30 to 4, and the keynote speaker is actually the lieutenant governor of our state. She is a return peace volunteer. Who served in Samoa. Mm -hmm. Actually, that sounds like kind of a cushy... Uh, I could be wrong. Okay. So tell us about that event coming up on Tuesday. There is going to be these roundtables. What's going to happen at the roundtables on Tuesday? There will be there. There are several areas within the UW campus that are focused on international relationships, and, and the College of Ag and Life Sciences is one of them. There will be people from all these different areas in at, sitting at roundtables and. I think Hannah will have a couple of return other return volunteers. People can just stop in, chat, find out more, ask questions um, about whatever uh, opportunity that they're looking at. Right. So it is a re- it's basically a recruiting event. It, to, uh, yeah. Right, people who are coming are interested in exploring becoming volunteers. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All of this is re- recruiting event in many ways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then the following day in the evening. There's going to be what sounds like a really fascinating event, a story slam on the theme, A Life Unimagined, mm-hmm. where there's going to be a group of volunteers, nine of them are going to be giving their little five-minute stories about how Peace Corps influenced them in unanticipated ways. Mm-hmm. So we've heard a little bit, uh, at least from Tanya, about the impact that her experience had in terms of being ready or wanting to be ready. Once you were in Burkina Faso, right, and were welcomed so warmly and wanting to do the same thing for people coming here from other parts of the world, Mm -hmm. was that unanticipated? When you went to Burkina Faso, um, did you think, hey, when I come back, I'm going to be wanting to do the same thing? I guess it just happened. Yeah, I mean, it's an experience that'll completely change you in yeah. ways you can't anticipate or understand. Um, so I, I guess I know, but also it's part of my DNA, I think, too, to give back. I volunteered before Peace Corps in other ways, mm-hmm. so could have anticipated it, but maybe not in this capacity. And, and, Kate, and go ahead, Kate. Yeah, and for myself too. I mean, I I went into Peace Corps when I was over the age of fifty for both of the services that I did, and I did not. I mean, most people were right out of college like Tanya was. And when you think about Peace Corps changing you, you go, of course, because they're younger, they're, you know, there's, their life is ahead of them. They're getting opportunities to take direction, new directions. And that is still somewhat true, but it really, I did not expect to be, feel changed as an older person who had been traveling. You were already set in your ways, Kate. I was <laughs> stuck in my ways. <laughs> yeah. But you were. You were changed by it. I was definitely changed by it. I had corporate jobs before 
I went to Peace Corps. I came back from Ghana and I was like, nah, <laughs> don't need that. I'm going a different route. And then by the end of this week, on Friday, March 1st, uh, there is a, another event at 6 o'clock that's going to be in-person or live stream. So this is something that's happening virtually that people can take part in, right? That it's coming from the Kennedy Center's digital stage in Washington, D.C. Tell us a little bit about that because that's 6 o'clock on Friday. Right. Uh, it might be 5 o'clock. I think that's probably then. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, it's 6 o'clock Eastern time. Right. You're correct. <laughs> Very good, Kate. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Peace Corps, the agency, of course, has its own week of celebrations and events as well. And their theme is is um, working on... Well, the headline is Growing Together, Stories from you. the Peace Corps. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it's at the Kennedy Center. It's free. You can live stream it. It'll be recorded. You can go to this, the website afterwards and look at, at the event. It's a prestigious kind of right. s- setting. And Peace Corps has the in to access that. You know, I have an idea who, like the the keynote or the if there's a, a famous person who's going to be involved in yeah. running this, I, or whether it's the Peace Corps director right now. I don't know. It's likely that the Peace Corps director will be there and right. probably speak. Um, right. I don't know. I, I have not. There is a schedule, but it's not that specific. Right. Well, we can post that information. I, I can see that there's a link here in my notes to Okay. Uh, how to access uh, this uh, virtual event on Friday, March 1st. I can say it. It's kennedycenter.org, and then just go to the digital stage. Okay, right. And look for the Peace Corps. Sounds really interesting. So that actually brings us back to Saturday, where we started. So let's talk a little bit more about what's happening on Saturday, the end of this week, uh, March 2nd, the Freeze for Food or... I don't know, sweat for food or run through the spring weather. I don't know what it's going to be like, but right. <laughs> it is crazy, this weather we're having these days. But we've talked about how to register. Mm-hmm. Let's go over that again. And then well, maybe we'll, we'll wait on that until the very end to remind people as the show is wrapping up. But the money that you're raising, how is how does Open Doors for Refugees use that money? What are the things that Open Doors for Refugees is doing here in Dane County, to help support, you said, perhaps now we have as many as 40, right, um, people that you have you have been. Right, and well beyond that, because it's sort of exponential. That was, you know, one year, that many families, but we still support people who've been here. Right, and others who are coming, exactly. I assume. Right. Exactly. So what, what are the financial needs that are being met? Right, well, so I should start. So it's all to meet aspects of food security. And food security. I, right. So okay. a clarification on that, too, is I think a lot of people view food security as just people having food. Mm-hmm. And it's much more than that. It's um, having reliable access to that food, that food being nutritious and affordable. And just there's a su- sufficient quantity of it to actually feed you to being you know full. And so we sort of come at it from all those angles rather than just the singular making sure there's food on the table every day. And so we work to provide items that then will leave them with more money to perhaps purchase food. But we'll also support things like getting a driver's license, which then gives people more reliable access to things like a grocery store to purchase food, but then also better access to, let's say, a job that is might be better paying than ones they can get to through the bus route or walking. Uh, so that's like two different angles from that one singular program. Right, right. Uh, but also we've given away just gift cards for the first six months after individuals arrive. We had a program where they would receive, among other things, a Woodman's gift card. 
to then spend, obviously, on food, right? Yeah. I guess other things at Woodman's, but the idea was was food. Right, right. Things that they need to live. Right. Exactly, exactly. Necessities. And so when I think of Open Doors for Refugees, I'm thinking about housing. What about the housing front? I mean, is some of that money helping people to secure housing and maintain it? So Jewish Social Services, that resettlement agency, so they're sort like of... partnership. Right. They're kind of the ones charged with finding that initial housing. Um, and that's a requirement of them by the federal government. And they do support rent payments for um, a certain time. I, it's changed, so I don't want to... St- right. Well, you're not in charge of exactly. them. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's absolutely um, almost a housing crisis, you could call it, I think, in Madison in terms of affordability, particularly when we have families coming in that might have 10 people in them. Right. Right. A, a three-bedroom apartment, four-bedroom apartment, if that even exists, I don't even know, right? Or a, a home, none of that's affordable right. for anyone. Or a one-bedroom apartment or a two-bedroom well, exactly. apartment to Whatever try to size. fit whoever is coming. Right. So we, we've spoken about potentially supporting that with some of the funding that we receive. It's not something that we do quite yet, um, but obviously something we think about. And we've we've worked with individuals who find themselves in you know dire st- straits in terms of housing. Of course, we don't want anyone to to ever have to worry about that or find themselves homeless, so. Right, so the main focus in in terms of folks who might sign up to go and run and raise money um, on Saturday is that what Open Doors for Refugees is doing is raising money now to help on the food front, for the well, most part. This funding, yes. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. We, well, there's right. Other, doing other stuff, exactly, yeah. But, yeah. But the money that's gonna be raised from the help yeah. you're getting from Return Peace Corps volunteers in organizing this and the folks are going to come is going to help feed people. Right. Basically. Yep. Keep people food secure. Okay. All right. Well, we've got about three minutes left and that's time for us to remind people about how they can sign up again. I'm mm-hmm. sure that those who have stuck with us this long in the program didn't write it down and we're going to be putting it on the website. So let's just um, go over that if I want to or anyone listening wants to run the 5K or 10K, what do they need to do? Go to rpcvmadison.org and go to the Freeze for Food page, and that will give you all the information you need to register. I will mention that all the other events are free. There is a charge for the race because that is, that is a fundraiser. But people who don't want to race but just want to support their family members can just, of course, come and hang out and cheer them on and be part of the... And it's very exciting. exciting. It is exciting. As people come in from the race (laughs) and they make times and stuff. Plus, the temperatures are going to be pretty nice. Yeah, Yeah, much better than years past, that's for sure. (laughs) This, This will be a record. Is it going to be a record? Of, of for temperature, yeah. If it's if it's sixty, uh, sixty, maybe even sixty-eight is the last yeah, one, one of them. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I have to thank you, Kate Schachter and Tanya Carney, for coming in to tell us about all of this, and we'll get it all up on the WORT website and hopefully on the front page. So people can see and uh, read and hear all about it. And I wish you a very nice sunny day. Thank or you Or if not much. sunny, at least warm. <laughs> right. Wonderful. For Thank running you. around the park.